The following program is made possible in part by the generous financial support of listeners like you. By Maximize Life Chiropractic, bringing you to optimum health, Maximize Life Chiropractic. For more information in the Denver metro area, give them a call at 303-922-8146 or visit the website at www.MaximizeLifeChiropractic.com. By Internet Media Providers, makers of X-Cable. Watch almost any television station in the world, including programs on demand with X-Cable. For more information, look for the link to Internet Media Providers on this website or app, or visit us directly at www. Dot internet media providers dot com. The opinions and views expressed in the following program are solely those of the show hosts and guests of the program, and are not necessarily those of CTK Radio Ministries, CTK Media Services, or the management and staff thereof. Welcome to the Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here as always with my lovely wife, Angela, and the prophet of the hour, Dr. Andrew. How are you today, sir? Doing well, thank you. So here we are. We're at the end of the first week of May, and you and I are discussing the philosophy of the prophecy. So mm-hmm. what are we talking about today? So we're going to do a second part of cons. <laughs> so the last time we talked of uh, Immanuel Kant, he was um, a very well German philosopher, right? Uh, and he was the father of epistemology, which which is the method of acquiring knowledge. So it's right. of his acquisition of knowledge, which uh, for the most part is objective, right? Right. Um, so we're gonna kind of flip the coin and talk on his. Um, Position of morality, okay. and it's actually not as a, not as subjective as I suggested. He said, "To behold virtue in her proper form is nothing else but to contemplate morality, stripped of all admixture of sensible things, and of every spurious ornament of reward or self love." So basically, morality is. It's a sense of um, of sense without thinking of yourself. Is basically what it is. Okay. It's, it's taking everyone into account. Okay. Okay. So, um, what would you say morality uh, entails? Mm, I would say morality entails. Uh, an idea of self-respect and respecting others. Mm-hmm. In other words, like uh, I wouldn't walk into a train station waiting room nude. Right, exactly. 
So in the sense of scripture, what would you think of morality? What I would, wouldn't want to do anything to, wow, kind of makes you really kill yourself when that happens because you say, hey, I really wouldn't want to do anything that would offend God. Right, exactly, offend God. And so, <clears throat> when did morality first take place? Well, immorality, I want to say, first took place in the Garden of Eden. Right. When they came with the leaves, yep. and God had to create for them clothing. Yeah, so in other words, <clears throat> what happened in the Garden that caused the advent of morality? They understood the difference between right and wrong. Right, and what, what is that called when you make a choice to decide between right and wrong? I'm, I'm not sure what you're getting at. You're uh, looking for a word, and I'm not sure yeah, of the word. It's, it's simple. It's free will. Ah, okay. So, yeah, you have the free will to choose between right and wrong. I get it again. Between mm -hmm. morality and immorality, it's up to you to make the choice. Yeah. <clears throat> well, morality in itself is defined as a code of conduct that would be put forward by all rational persons. Okay. It's a ration that decides which... Right or wrong. Okay. Okay. So, the basis of morality philosophically has entailed two different ideas, okay? Okay. One is the idea of reason, and the other is the idea of consequence. Mm. Okay. Is, is it because of the reason for doing it, or is it because of the consequence? which results from it, okay? Okay. So, as, as I do, Kant's opinion was that morality depends on the reason that an action is conducted and not upon the consequence that an action produces. Okay. So, in other words, Kant's Thomas. Okay. Is it moral that I allow a rich man to pay for my son's tuition because the consequence was he's getting an education? And and I, I, I get the point, but it depends really on how you look at it. Well, but the morality, but the moral point I do is, the moral point is, well, let me ask you, what's your opinion? My opinion is it's the wrong thing to do. Right, and why is that? Because, um, first of all, that takes away the fairness for anyone else. Right, exactly correct. It, it takes Rationality depends on the opinion of the majority. And the majority would say that was not the right thing to do. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. So we would say, effectively, Clarence Thomas made an immoral decision, even though the consequence was good. Right. Right? Right. Because actually, the consequence was good in some ways, right? In some ways. Some, some got a great education. Right. Uh, so but the consequence it was, was but good. it wasn't right. But it wasn't right, yeah. The morality was not good. 
So Kant defines morality as the laws which are governed by rationality and reason. Mm. Rationality and reason of the people, right? Okay. He said not only are moral laws with their principles essentially distinguished from every other kind of practical knowledge in which there is nothing it, in which there is anything empirical, but all moral philosophy rests wholly on its pure part. When applied to man, it does not borrow the least thing from the knowledge of man himself, which is called anthropology, but gives laws a priori to him as a rational being. In other words, it's our ability to ration which is intrinsic to all men that comes up with a moral decision. Mm. So my bed is if you ask a hundred people, to Clarence Thomas make a moral decision, the answer would be no. No. They would be they would they well they would say they made they he made any moral decision. Correct. And I conclude and I concur with that. Okay. It was a moral decision. Um more excellence comes as we know, directly from whom? God. From God. So, not all people agree with that, but essentially, we'll see in the end that all morality comes from God. Uh, the reason that is, <coughs> that we say that, is because our morality is based upon faith. Mm. Okay? By faith in God. Okay. Peter said that. He said, now for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence. Hmm. And in your moral excellence knowledge, and in your knowledge self-control, and your, in your self-control perseverance, and in your perseverance godliness, and in your godliness brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness love. Hmm. For if these qualities are yours, and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, Second Peter 1. So essentially in that sentence that we just saw there, we now understand the reason for morality. The reason for morality is our faith in God. Not only that, but we have a consequence from that. And the consequences what? Separation from God if you're immoral. No, no, no. If you are moral, what is the consequence of it? Oh, if you then you have wonderful life with God. Well, yeah, but there's a very specific word. So if you're listening to the whole verse, it tells you what the end of that of the so it tell it says faith starts and from faith comes morality. And it keeps on going down a list of things, and then it produces what? The love of God. It's just the love of God, correct? But it's just love. That's the consequence. Wow. Yeah, so it's actually, you know, we, the philosophers argued about this, but it's quite simple. Faith begets morality. And morality begets love. Correct. Wow. Yeah, so it's, the scripture says it clearly. And that's what the consequence of morality is, and that morality comes from our faith in God. So when we when we love, well, when we love him, when we have faith in God, mm -hmm. then it's hard to be immoral, because as I said, it's well, because I said, as I said in the beginning, we 
you wouldn't want to do anything to offend them. No, no. And that's the irony with so many of the different denominations, right? So the Catholics say, do your good works to beget salvation, which is a fallacy. Um, but it's not, it's implied, I guess. And I, I wouldn't say they say that, but it's implied in a lot of what is said, being a Catholic in the past, right? Okay. Um, and in the same way, um, being under a Baptist church at this time, it's not true that faith is without works. It's okay. Faith without works is dead. Right. That's what James says, right? Right. So there's a, there's a sequence here. This is very much what morality is about. Morality says that faith begets morality. Which is really, morality is just our ability to decide between right and wrong. It's free will, right? Right. And from that, it begets love. It begets love, right? So, yeah, it's a very, you know, the sequence is there. And, you know, that's essentially what we're supposed to be doing. Is that, yes, we have received faith, but, but he also gave us free will in the process. And in the free will, which we chose not to love. Some chose not to love. Uh, I mean, if you, yeah, if you look at so many of our evangelicals. Well, they choose to make the mistakes and do the stupid things that they do. Yeah, and, and, and you don't see that fruit. You don't see what was supposed to be get, what was supposed to be produced by morality, which is love. You can see in their gifts. It's, it's not there. I mean, classic point is um, Joel Osteen's church, right? Right. I mean, he's, he preaches of, you know, a faith in God, but yet... He doesn't... Uh, yeah, I mean, yet when the Houston is in a deadly flood, he, he closes his doors. And, and he doesn't love. Yeah. See, right. because, because love is really an action word. Yeah. It's, exactly. it's, not, it's not a word that you say, I love you, but then you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Or it, there's, there's a production of some kind of your love, mm-hmm. and it can be very little or it could be very big. Mm-hmm. It all depends on the, how much you really love. Exactly. So, anyway, it's just, uh, it's very obvious. The question is very, very obvious. It's just, you know, Satan deceives our minds so we can't see what that means. Wow. Anyway, time to think about that? Yes, and it's a good time to take a break. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. You're listening to The Prophecy Show on the Christ the King Radio Dr. Andrew has written eight books on end-time prophecy related to this series. To find out more about Dr. Andrew and the books on end-time prophecy, visit his website at www.andrewtheprophet.com. That's www.andrewtheprophet.com. The best way to keep track of what's going on in the Middle East is to visit the prophecy.blog. Observers and reporters on the ground update the site in real time hourly, so you stay informed. That's the prophecy.blog.
You're listening to Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. This program is available as a podcast. Simply visit the podcast section of our website, www.ctkradio.org. Click on the logo for the Prophecy Show and look for the title of this program in the listing. Services in kind provided by Maximize Life Chiropractic, bringing you to optimum health, Maximize Life Chiropractic. For more information in the Denver metro area, give them a call at 303-922-8146 or visit the website at www.MaximizeLifeChiropractic.com By Internet Media Providers, makers of Patriot. With Patriot, every news channel in the world is at your fingertips. The Patriot. For more information, look for the link to Internet Media Providers on this website or app, or visit us directly at www.InternetMediaProviders.com. You're listening to Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. Welcome back, one and all, to the Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here with Dr. Andrew. We're talking about Kant and how we reason knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're talking about his um, expose on morality, and morality is not what we think it is. It's, it is it is free will, but it's not as uh, subjective as we think it is. Okay. Okay. So morality cons- constitutes a universal law. Not, not a personal law, in which all men act in a rational way. Okay. So God gave us our foreheads, right? our frontal brain, which helps us choose rationally. Okay? Okay. That's not a good idea for me to go out and kill someone. That's and, rational and, thinking. And everyone with rational thinking skills, or even just humanistic skills knows that. Okay. It's it's a it's an innate knowledge not yeah, to go a kill the person. It's very universal. So according to Kant he said there is therefore but one category imperative, namely this act only on that maxim or by thou <coughs> canst at the same time will that it should become a universal law. Okay. Metaphysics of laws. Um, and we do know this, that, that although we come to this conclusion a priori, in other words, that if you just think about it, it becomes very obvious to us. Okay. It was what? Made obvious to whom? At what time in history? Hmm. So I would say that it was made clear to us in the Garden of Eden. Well, yeah, no, obviously not, because because they obviously messed up and they didn't know any better. Yeah, but so they, they 
I knew enough to know that that no, messed up. Right, okay. Well, that's bad to say. When did, when did, was it made obvious that morality was universal? When was it made obvious? Ooh, wow. When did it become obvious? That it was universal around, I don't know, I can't, I can't answer So it was made obvious to Moses. So in other words, God said, I'm going to make it easy for you. Okay. You're the wise. Ah! <laughs> uh, I know you guys are stupid. Okay, so, so I'm going to tell you what the wise Yeah, you come up here on a mountain and I'm going to write these laws down for you. Since you can't seem to do it. And, you know, man screwed up over and over as we saw through. Well, yeah. Well, well we saw that. It helped us too yeah. because you got yeah. upset at what we did. But we saw it. I mean, it was obvious, you know, with with knowing the art. Because it was just like man was a mess, right? Right. So, so, so finally, God said, "I'm gonna help you out, guys. I'm gonna write it down. I'll write it down and give it to you. Hey, I'm gonna write that down twice. Yeah, twice. And be twice. And and guess what? It's weird. When I read the Bible and I see that God has done man a solid and brought us out of something that we really should not have been brought out of, mm -hmm. um, our gratitude lasts about 15 seconds. Yeah. It's thank you, God, I'm out. Okay. Thanks. I forgot what you told me. So. So God now gave us universal laws to Moses. Right. He said, you shall love the Lord, <coughs> the Lord your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Deuteronomy 6. Yes. And second, you shall not, you shall not hate your fellow countrymen in your heart. You may surely prove your neighbor, but you shall not curse him because of him. You should not take vengeance, nor bear any grudge against the sons of your people. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Leviticus 19. Law well, 1, law 2. That's it. That's it. Christ would come here to reaffirm those laws. Because, yeah, we screwed up again. <laughs> so, it's like, oh, uh, God himself said, I'm going to come and tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you what the laws are. He said, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. The second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandments greater than these, Mark 12. Okay? So... As we said, morality became evident in the garden, right? Right. It became evident, and we call it free will. And then it became evident again, as you pointed out, through Moses. Yep. Because so Moses gave us the law, right? Right. Because although our priority, we should understand the law, God wanted to make sure we understood <laughs> <laughs> there is universal law. So he wrote it down. Not only did he do that, but he, he did it another time, and he came as a man. Son. 
And uh, I said, okay, guys, so this is the line. I'm going to emulate it. I'm going to show you how to show you how to do it with my own life. And guess what? After all this time, still still not doing it right. Still mess up. Yes. So, free will constitutes of one's own ability to act in accordance with the universal law. (laughs) That's what it is. A free will should act in accordance with the laws of God, whether, whether they were given to me through Mount Sinai, or you figure it out, it's obvious. It's so obvious, the laws. The laws are just obvious, guys. Love God and love one another. It's so obvious. All of the philosophers come back to that point. It is, yeah. I mean, it's just so bloody obvious. It's not even funny. It's just like... It's a universal law. Universal law. Guess what? If you break those laws, you're in trouble. And there's, there's really nothing that can be done once you're in trouble yeah. breaking those laws. Oh, guys, I was forgetting. But I'm just saying, it's yeah, it's it's a mess because we don't we become we we become it all. That's the problem. So, well, uh, Kant's definition of the free will is the will is conceived as a faculty of determining oneself to action in accordance with the conception of certain laws. Okay. That's his groundwork for the metaphysics of morality. Right. Um, the morality of the free serves the consequences that are achieved. So Kant said this, he said, that which serves the will as the objective ground of its self-determination is the end. In other words, it is our will that determines the end, not the end that determines the means, right? Right. Or the reason. So, it's true. Whether you want to call it karma or whether you call it revelation. Okay. Everything comes to balance. So, if your morality is good, your end shall be good. Your consequences shall be good. But if your morality is bad, your consequences shall be bad. Shall be bad. Period. And your end will be good. <clears throat> Period. So, it's kind of foolish that we say, does the end justify the means? No. Just the means just, it really doesn't. I mean, it doesn't matter because I think I'm the same at the end, you know. At the end, yeah. Yeah, everything balances out. But it's been a, you know, it's been a debate, you know. Um, it's promised at the end that all men shall suffer the consequence of their actions, regardless. This is true. It says sensible people foresee trouble and hide from it, but gullible people go ahead and suffer the consequence. Proverbs 22. And the morality of free will depends on the means of our actions. Okay. So he was a means person, even though the icon is kind of foolish. He says, that which merely contains the ground of possibility of the action, of which the effect is the end, that is called the means. Okay. Uh, work of metaphysics of morals. And, as we know, by God's means, all men shall pay for their deserved price, for their deserved 
free choice from the deserving morality. Okay. As the judge said, of the judgment I say unto thee, thou shalt by no means come out thence till you have paid up the very last mite. Like twelve. Wow. So we, yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny, I mean, in a sense, you know, that philosophers and, and people like have debated upon free will and what is morally correct, right? Is, right. is it the end or the, the means that justify? But it's kind of foolish because they're both going to be the same in the end. Right. Right? Right. So, so yeah. The problem is people look at the ends and they haven't looked far enough into the ends. Okay. okay. To see that there's beyond that point, there's, there's something else. Yeah. So a uh, classic example is uh, Donald Trump. Mm. Donald Trump says, um, yeah, is it okay for me to cheat on my taxes? Because in the end, I'll be the not the wealthiest person, but a wealthy person, right? right? And and the ends he thinks is wow, I'm I got, smart. I got all this money. I got all these golf courses. I got my Wilder. I got the Trump Towers. He hasn't looked far enough into the future. That's the problem. That's the problem is that yeah, the ends are the consequences aren't fully disclosed yet. That's really the issue. The issue is that people. Don't realize that the end hasn't come yet. Right. The consequences have not come and come yet. So the problem is that when the day comes, the ends and the means are going to be the same. Right. And that really comes down to what was your morality? What was your free will? What was your choice? Okay? In the end, God's justice shall be served and everything shall be balanced. It says this the Lord does not see. As man sees, mm. the man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. First okay. Samuel 16. So, yeah. Wow. Morality is quite simple. It's a universal law. It's God's law. And, and if, even if you didn't hear it from God like I did, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You, you should come up to a solution to the end. Right. Right. If you're a rational being, you will come to the same conclusion. Right. He said universal laws. Love God and love one another. Very, very universal. No ifs, ands, or buts. And and not really easy to break if you think about it. Impossible to break. Impossible. But we do. But we do. <clears throat> so I'll leave you off on this last verse from Psalms. It says, okay. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall observe it to the end. To the end. Give me understanding that I may observe your law and keep it with all my heart. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to dishonest gain. Psalms 119. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's actually kind of a silly argument, you know, that people have said, oh, what is morality, you know? If the ends are okay, then it justifies the means, and if the means are good, does are the ends necessarily consistent with the means? And 
and the ending is it's the same. Yeah, it's the, the same. It's the same. Yeah, and then the problem is we're too crispy on it, so we can't, we can't see what's out there. We can't see what the ends are. We just don't see what the ends are. We just see the biopic part. Yeah, we see the biopic part. The politicians see their goal. You know, the the ministers see they're tithing, and they're not looking. Okay, what's gonna happen when everything gets nuked up? Meter falls and God creates a new heaven and a new earth. They're not looking at that. What's what's gonna happen at the very end of all things? You know, because the things that they have are not gonna matter, and the Bible tells us that. Yeah, it's dust. It is dust. So, anyway, try to be more. Try to be more. I agree. Yeah. Thank you, Doc. Mm -hmm. uh, as I was, I just wonder every time we have these conversations, and I want to remind folks that they've been listening to the Prophecy Show on the Christ the King radio network. As always, until next time, love God and each other. The preceding program was made possible in part by the generous financial support of listeners like you. By Maximize Life Chiropractic, bringing you to optimum health, Maximize Life Chiropractic. For more information in the Denver metro area, give them a call at 303-922-8146 or visit the website at www.MaximizeLifeChiropractic.com by Internet Media Providers, makers of Crosslink. With Crosslink, you can view any Christian television station in the world using Crosslink. For more information, look for the link to Internet Media Providers on this website or app, or visit us directly at www dot produced by ctk media services